Hey guys, you're listening to Perry Plugged In, the official podcast of the Perry Chamber of Commerce, brought to you by Wendy Johnson, Country Financial, helping you protect what matters most. I'm your host, Maggie Schuyler, President and CEO of the Perry Chamber. In each episode, we will be chatting about topics related to business, entrepreneurship, and leadership. We will learn how local business leaders and owners have built and grown their companies, as well as the challenges and opportunities they have met along the way. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so that you'll be notified of new episodes when they become available. Don't forget to leave a review and share with your family, friends, and coworkers. Now, let's talk business. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, Welcome to another episode of Perry Plugged In. Um, Again, I am Maggie Schuyler, President and CEO of the Perry Chamber, and I'm very excited to be here today with Miss Wren Deese. And Miss Wren, um, she is the owner of Lily Room Spa. So Wren, tell us a little bit before we really dive into today's topic. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I am a licensed esthetician. Um, not an anesthetist. I do put people to sleep and not like that. So I am an esthetician. And what is an esthetician for the people who don't know? Sure. So an esthetician is somebody who is trained and licensed by the state to give a skincare consultation, okay. to um, do a skin consultation, and to address and educate about skincare concerns. Gotcha. Now, a dermatologist will treat skin diseases mm-hmm. and esthetician treats skin disorders so that would be the difference there okay that's mm-hmm. a good okay that, there you go perfect so um so what do you do at lily room spa so i do um skincare treatments body care treatments spa services on whole families okay so um, men women children um and i do ear candling fibroblast skin tightening radio frequency skin tightening facials, um, relaxing body treatments, and full body waxing, and a lot of other things in between. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, um, we're really excited to have Ren today talk about how to not get burnt out in your job, because Mm -hmm. it's very natural. We were talking earlier um, about the fact that as a business owner, it's sometimes very hard to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you could just completely burn out. And even if you're not a business owner, but you're somebody like me who just does enjoy working and is always thinking about what could be done next, you still have an oppor- you still have a, a chance of possibly getting burnout. So um, that's what we're going to be talking with um, to Ren today. And um, I guess we kind of even talked about doing this because we both work out together. Mm-hmm. That's how I met Ren. Um, we work out together at Totem Training at five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> Monday through Thursday. We do not look our best. Sometimes we literally just rolled out of bed, but we're there. And it's a good way for us to kind of alleviate the stresses that come along with work. Mm. Um, and that's what we got to talk about is just what can you do to help with the burnout? So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be talking with, with Ren about today. So, all right. So Ren, take it away. What are, what do you feel like happens to people to, to get them to the point that they're burnt out? Like, sure. So I think today when we hear burnout, a lot of our friends at home might think, I just feel tired mm-hmm. or, oh, I worked a long day. Mm-hmm. But burnout goes a lot deeper than that. It's actually psychological. Um, it's a state of physical and emotional exhaustion. Um, there's a, um, a psychologist, um, 
Herbert Freudenberger. He's an American psychologist. Say that four times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Herbert Freudenberger. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he said it is a consequence of severe stress um, and high ideals in the helping professions. Okay. But here's the thing. In today's world, this was, this was back then. In today's world, most every profession now has become a helping profession. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, now it applies to really an array of any profession. Yeah. Um, so if, if I were to verbalize it professionally, um, the IDC-2, which is a diagnostic manual, says that it is sp- specifically a workspace phenomenon or a syndrome that is conceptualized by resulting from a chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed okay. or um, is not addressing the mismatches that have increased in your workplace. Okay. So employees can suffer from this. Business owners can suffer, can suffer from this. Um, and a lot of business owners and employees tend to blame themselves for this. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's really what a burnout is. Okay. So um, have, do you, have you ever felt just totally burned out? Just, oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> have oh, you yeah. felt? Because <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> but what, what caused you to get to the point that you were like, I'm just, I'm burnt out, I'm done? And do you think it was just like one time where like, I'm over, I'm done, I'm burnt out? Or do you feel like you've had multiple times that you've been burnt out over the years and that you've just learned to manage it? Yeah, I think being in the service industry in general, um, because being an esthetician, I work in a spa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of other professions, and this is all coming from a place of love, but a lot of other professions, you can be in a place where you establish a healthy boundary. Mm-hmm. for yourself and mm-hmm. for your customer. Mm-hmm. So um, that may be you have an office or right. I have office hours mm-hmm. or, you know, I only practice from this time to this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not available these days. But in our profession, in my profession specifically, which would be, um, you know, the beauty, self-care, um, spa, spa medical profession, a lot of those boundaries are broken. Right. So you're coming into my space. This right. is my space. Lay down and just be present with me mm-hmm. and tell me everything that, what are your goals and concerns? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other industries like this. Servers. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, hairstylists. Mm-hmm. Um, things where you're, you're, you're coming into somebody else's space and just being with them. Yeah. And they very open up with you. And we, you know, you hear things that they probably don't tell anybody else. Have you, I mean, that to me, I'm going to touch about sure, yeah, that here yeah. in a second, but you're, when you're saying they're coming to you, mm-hmm. these people, you know, we'll just use me as an example. Yeah. I can say, all right, I am only working nine to five today. Mm. Really? Does that ever happen? But, right. Um, I'm only working nine to five, but I'm going to go between the hours of two and three 30. I'm going to go and see Ren because I was able to schedule that time out and mm-hmm. my day to say, I'm going from two until three 30 to go and see Ren. But then if I had to call you and say, Ren, I've only got two to three 30. I don't know if you do this, but you could say, well, okay, she's coming. This is the only time she's got to come. I'm going to, have to rearrange my schedule so that I can meet her at her convenience, which means in your, in your profession, you could easily get better because you literally are having to pull, plug and play for everybody else where sometimes you don't get to look after yourself first. Very that, much. Yeah. Very, very much. And that touches on what I was saying about, um, 
you know, having a, I feel a lot of people blame themselves is what I was saying. Like a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's my fault. I just, you know, I'm tired and I just need to manage my stress better. Mm-hmm. But but that does come back out to having how employees and business owners are very quick to blame themselves. Like I would say, yes, you are scheduling a time with me mm-hmm. and I want to be all things for all people. Mm-hmm. And that's a natural feeling to be. But when we work in a job where we're in the service industry, we do have to set up those healthy boundaries and say, oh, you know, um, you know, maybe I should schedule these out a little bit better or maybe right. I should space things out. But when you, when those are your clients and they've been with you for years, you want to accommodate. Oh yeah. That's a very, very important. Right. Um, but that is part of it. And then also research has showed that a burnout, um, is really a systemic issue. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, our mindset and our, you know, here, in the States, we're all very hard workers. Oh yeah. And we've all been taught that we, you know, you work hard, you, you pull it by the bootstraps and you work those hours and you work hard so that you can enjoy a life when you get done and you retire. Right. You reward, you will be rewarded later. Yes. 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 And so what you were saying about, um, you know, the potential of over accommodating, mm-hmm. which I'm very guilty of you guys don't be impressed by me. <laughs> I love my clients. And if they say to me, Oh, you know, this is the only time I can go. I, and they will tell you, I will do my best to make it happen. And if I cannot, I always have a cancellation list going of okay. people that are trying to get in. And if someone reschedules or shuffles around, I'll, I'll be like, hey, you're next on the cancellation list. Do you want to take that spot? And mm-hmm. if they can't, I'll take the next one. So I'm very accommodating. And my clients are my life, you know, yeah. they are. So, um, but what they did find is that there are six factors that play into a burnout uh-huh. and what, a, what causes a burnout. And it does apply to every industry, okay. but especially the service industry, or I would say the small business industry, Okay, where this is your clientele. Yeah. These are people that you have, this is my business and I've pulled people into my business mm-hmm. and you are taking care of those people. Yeah. So one is workload. Um, okay. So there may be a lot of work but not enough resources. Oh yeah. Okay. So We've that, heard that one before. Mm-hmm. One may be, um, um, a community, which if it, it can include a, like a community, this is when you work with like maybe different personalities yes. or you're in an office space or you have a lot of employees. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be, it can include isolation, um, conflict, mm-hmm. maybe some form of disrespect that maybe mm-hmm. only you are aware of, but you're sensing that in okay. your, in that space. Um, and then control, mm-hmm. micromanagement, lack of influence or accountability without power. Okay. Now this could be with coworkers or employees, but this right. could really also be just you. Yeah. If you think about it, micromanaging. Yeah. Did I lay all, all my tools out right? Mm-hmm. Did I line up the day? No, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't. So then you run in and you start just hyper focusing on, yes. let me get the space ready. And you lose so much time yeah. that now your time is gone that you had with that client. Right. Um, or, you, or that customer. I want to say client. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, and then um, fairness, which can include, you know, discrimination, disrespect, which we talked about again. Um, and then reward. So not enough pay or acknowledgement Mm -hmm. or satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like I'm putting in these hours and doing these things, is the reward there enough or am I not necessarily a pat on the back, but am I being acknowledged for the hard work and the hours I'm taking out to do these extra things? Right. Um, And then values, ethical conflicts, um, 
things like that, um, does it feel like a meaningless task or am I finding joy from it? So these are not, these are specifically the things that people who have studied what burnout is are those things that there's right. a mismatch between people in their work. And this was a list of the top six. Okay. So to treat that burnout, they find that it is best to kind of find what's happening in these six dimensions and where can we connect them and help to stop that burnout. Right. Now the issue with burnout though is a lot of times we're told to power through or we ourselves tell ourselves power through, just get through it. You'll be okay. Suck it up. Yeah. But the problem is, is that that makes burnout worse. Yes, it does. Especially in the long run. Mm -hmm. And then just the, just the detriments to you emotionally and physically and mentally. Oh yeah. I mean, you really do have to go back and just try to repair that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they're long lasting if they're not addressed. Yes, they are. And it's funny because, you know, in a previous position that I had, um, there were these super high expectations mm-hmm. in the position. And in my mind, I was like, there's no way that these are even attainable. Um, but the expectation was there whether or not they wanted to listen. Mm-hmm. And then I did on my team, I felt like we did so much to try to achieve the goals. And of course, because they were unachievable from our, from our mindset and they never got achieved, all the work we did just never felt like it was appreciated. And so that created that burnout because it was like, well, what am I doing this for? Um, and then looking back, it's funny because I even keep up with some of the, the people that were on my team. Those people just got out of that line of work and they're like, I'm done. And I never want to go back because it was, they got so burnt out because they worked so hard and we all did work so hard and we never ever felt like we were good enough because the goals that were set forth from, for us were just unachievable, but they were kind of micromanaged goals. And it was really, really hard, especially when you feel like you're doing so much and you're constantly being questioned you're constantly pushed or, or whatnot. So yeah, I could kind of see that being, um, that you mentioned that micromanage and that is it ever enough question. And touching on what you're saying, and I'm so sorry, I kind of I kind of went wee and then it came back. I'm, <laughs> I'm very guilty of that. My clients will tell you that. But to touch back on what you're saying, if, if I had ever been burnt out, most definitely. I, oh, yeah. I came up being trained in Atlanta, Alpharetta, Roswell area. And um, you're talking multiple treatment rooms, mm-hmm. multiple clients, um, and, and then you're looking at here's here's your goal what's mm-hmm. your goal for the day okay you're seeing this many people and sometimes that was six seven to ten people a day oh my god which is very physical oh yeah and then oh and we have to we, we we have our retail numbers we need to sell our product so now you've had someone come into your room they probably had a rough day yeah. you know maybe maybe they just you know the you know the, the little the little had a meltdown mm-hmm. and they were in the carpool and they were stuck there for an hour and a half and they were just like what I just had the roughest and finally finally I'm here I'm here I'm at the spa and I just want to relax and and you know you're listening to what's going on yeah oh you know these kind of stresses can sometimes cause hormonal breakouts would you like to purchase you know $250 worth of this and oh this and that. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. And so, and so you're, you're on that trajectory. Uh-huh. Um, and so, and I, and, and by the way, every business I've ever worked for is incredible. I've never had a bad business owner. Every person I've ever worked for has been wonderful and I've learned so much from them. Right. Um, but there's something to be said about working for yourself mm-hmm. and having our own clientele and being able to say, well, what are my goals? Are my goals these big picture goals, these corporate goals? 
right. these big numbers, these these retail hits, right? Or are my goals what does my customer need, mm-hmm. or what are their goals? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the beauty of of owning my own business now, is when my customers come in, I can say, well, what what am I? Ch-? I mean, obviously business numbers, right. crunching growth, and all right. that. That's very important, but but my goal can be more now when someone walks in the door, even if they weren't there to see me, even if they were there to get their hair done and they see some product or they're asking me some questions, they're starting to grab product and mm-hmm. I want this. And that's everyone's dream. Can I, Oh, I've heard about this. Let me get this. Yeah. Can I see this? Let me grab it. And then they come to the front counter and they say, I want to buy all this. And I'll say, okay, well I wouldn't, you know, not talking somebody out of a sale. <laughs> they'll say, okay, well this product is for traditional acne. Would you say acne is your problem? Or your, not your problem, your concern. Your concern. Your goal. Yeah. Um, and they would say, well, it is, but I only get on my jawline. And I was okay. like, okay, well, that is more indicative of a hormonal acne or a hormonal imbalance. So let's put this one back. And let's maybe grab this one. I mean, tell me more. Yeah. And so I think working in a, in a bigger business, you don't really have that time mm-hmm. or that, that precious time to be able to spend with somebody. Yeah. Um, when you're... Let me hit that product goal. I got to hit that goal. Got to hit that goal. But yeah. now I can be in, in their space. They can be in mine. I can say, well, tell me more and, and really focus that product that I'm, that I'm selling. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not selling. Now I'm just recommending something that I love. Right. That has worked for me. Right. And I think having a small business really gives you that, that blessing mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Well, it makes you relatable. Yes. Because, um, I mean, we have, y'all, y'all heard me say it once. You're going to hear me say it again. People like doing business with those that they know, they like, and they trust. And so you're building up that trust with the people by relating to them, you know, your customers. So when they come in and you're talking to them, you're just, like you said, not trying to just sell them on a product to just make a sale. You're trying to sell them on an experience so that they're going to remember that experience and they're going to want to come back because they had such a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, I think that's very important for, um, for any business, but especially a small business, because you need those people to come back time and time again. Yes. That return. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need that return customer. That, yeah, exactly. Now, I will say, just because I'm on my own doesn't mean I haven't experienced burnout being on my own. I always said that when I started my own business that I wouldn't book myself into oblivion like right. I was in Atlanta. Right. But y'all, let me tell you, I am worse to myself as a small business owner than I ever was working for somebody really? else. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because you, you, again, you, you're, you're, it's only you and you want to be there for, right. for everybody. And, um, this year has kind of been my year to, for where I've finally given myself permission to say, okay, you're booked, four, yeah. you're booked four months out. Right. And you have these clients that have been coming to you for years. And now you have someone that's, you, you know, their referral and that's wonderful, but mm-hmm. they're wanting to get in. If I squeeze this person in, squeeze them in, right. I'm not, I'm doing them a disservice and my other clients a disservice. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something that does help burn out a lot is, is having people that, that do what you do, you, that you trust, mm-hmm. that you know, do a great job yeah. that you've networked with and say, you know, I would love to see you, but my schedule it's just not going to be able to accommodate your needs at this time. Right. But I know a great esthetician. I know a great waxing um, technician who would take amazing care of you. I've sent clients to them before. They sent clients to me. Right. They would take such good care of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another blessing of having a small business. It's 
is, you know, you can't do, well, in our industry, we say we can't do every head in town. Right. So um, to be able to share that, that, that kind of growth you've created, yeah, you can share that. It's like a bounty. Yeah. And, and say, you know, yeah, like you came to me because I'm knowledgeable and let me show you all the information I have, but I know someone who can work with your schedule, who'll give you fantastic service and they're right down the street. They're right. here in Perry, they're here in Warner Robins and you can send them out. And that way you're still, you're still making you're still making your client happy you're still giving them what they asked for correct what they need you're meeting their needs right but now you don't feel the disappointment of saying you know you still did it as oh, a yeah. small business owner you still did that and they'll probably come to you for more say, things down the road they'll probably they'll probably remember you yeah. for the fact that you help them out so that when you do have availability or, or whatnot, they can come back to you, um, even if you couldn't help them right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that's very, very key in any business, but definitely a small business. You got to have, you got to still have those people, those prospective people kind of there on that little back burner that you've talked to, you've helped them. They remember that. And so when they need you again, they'll call you. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's important. Very much. So, um, what are some ways that people once, I mean, let's just talk about it when they don't know how to say no, yes. they've overextended themselves. They have gotten burnt out. What are some good ways that people can try to relieve that stress mm. so that they can be refreshed and recouped and, and go back to doing, not go back to doing what they did to get burnout, <laughs> but they can make the adjustments. Sure. So there, there's some few things and we'll kind of go through them together and mm-hmm. just kind of talk casually and I'll bring them up as I come. But I will say, again, I told y'all, I've been guilty of this. I, I am a workhorse. I get it from my dad. My dad was a, you know, he was a workaholic. That It's just in my nature. Uh-huh. Um, and my clients are my life. And when I say my life, that I'm, I'm being literal because my husband is a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. We work together in the same building. How does that work? <laughs> it works great because we never see each other. Really? Because <laughs> you know, some people say, I can never work with my spouse. I hear that all the time. Okay. I hear that all the time, but he's so busy. He's a, he's a hair color educator and hair okay. color specialist. So he's always busy just doing, doing gotcha. hair. Now he's right across the way. So I open my door, you're like, Hey, you know, yeah. but I'm in my room with the door closed. He's doing hair. He's great at setting healthy boundaries. Okay. My first client's at 10, my last client's at six and I'm out of here. Okay. I am more, okay, well I start at 10, but let me come in at nine and okay, well, yeah, you know, I don't have anything going on. Let me stay till like 10 30. Yeah. Okay. You know, because I love my clients and they are, they're everything to me and it. we don't have children. So yeah. they, they really, my clients are my life and I love them so much. And some of them I've had, you know, a, a aesthetic and customer relation with for gosh, like 15 years now, That's I mean, awesome. a long time. And not a lot of people can say that, but, yeah. um, this year kind of changed for me. Um, I actually went to a talk um, with, um, I don't know if y'all know who Nympha Sanders is. Um, she is the first female president and CEO of Navicent Health. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she taught me about something in a t- uh, talk that I went to that she did called The Success Paradox. Um, she actually touched on it from um, a book called Emotional Intelligence that she read. Okay. And it really hit home for her. But but it's called The Trajectory of Success. Okay. So if y'all can visualize the trajectory, so y'all get out your little... Yeah. TI-85 calculators and <laughs> put the T-I-85 numbers in. <laughs> TI-83, you're old like me. I had an 83. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have an 85, I had an 83. 
So you have. I think I actually still have mine too. I, I think a lot of people do like pull open a well, drawer. And... I mean, all right, we're kind of going off topic. No, that's you me. Remember, that's me. <laughs> okay, when we, when you bought those things, yeah. they weren't cheap. No, I they just... were not cheap. I remember buying one yes. and been like, okay, I'm holding on to this sucker. Yes. And you like took a paint pen and you wrote your name on the outside cover, but then you also wrote it on the actual calculator. Yeah. So if you lost the cover, you still had the calculator. I still have mine. Because it was, it was like a couple hundred. I know. And you asked your, you're like, oh, I need this for school. And your parents yeah. are like, wait, what? What? I know. Did you just use a regular calculator? Yeah, no, you had to have it because I you had to put the it. formulas in. You had to do all yeah. the crazy stuff. And then like you had those real smart kids that were like, <laughs> they're recoding it and like putting video games in it. And you're like, yeah, oh, I didn't, I didn't know those smart kids. I didn't know that. <laughs> didn't know any of those people i'm just saying like my mom is cleaning out um our house because she's having to do some work to the house and she actually found my calculator and my ll bean backpack that had my name still on it (laughs) okay totally off topic that's hilarious oh no that was so that was mentioned the ti-83 oh my gosh i I love it it takes us back takes me back to high school It's like our parents are listening to like, you know, like Led Zeppelin takes me back. Like, oh, TID3. Oh, it takes me back. It does take me back. <laughs> I don't feel old, but sometimes I do. And I'm like, man. Yeah, I can taste that square greasy pizza right now. <laughs> the square greasy pizzas in high school. Oh, those were the best. And this, we had the best cinnamon rolls too at my high school. Oh, yeah. So we had cookies. Oh, the cinnamon rolls. Oh, same I think they actually sell them in my school district back in Moultrie as a fundraiser. Because they were so good. They were that good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Side is, hustle. All right. Yes. We're going down memory lane. I can <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Yes. <laughs> so if you can imagine a graph with two trajectories, mm-hmm. so two arching, kind of two arches yeah. leading up. So if the graph is your years of life since you started your career. Okay. Okay. You have, the first one is your professional mastery. Okay. So professional mastery is any skills you've learned doing any job you've ever had. From oh that first drive-through job at McDonald's to the the small business you own now. Okay. Okay. So interacting with people, mm-hmm. um, I know exactly what tools I need. Yeah. Just being great multitasking. I bet you. Using a pen in an office. Yes. Or scheduling things. Yes. Um, you know what what implements do I need to use to make this dish? Yeah. Things that you can only learn from your trade. Yes. Okay. What websites, everything, everything, even if you're in real estate, like yeah, those things that you only learn being in your job. Yes. Then you have your personal mastery. Okay. Personal mastery is things I've learned about myself. Who am I? Yeah. What do I like? What do I hate? Mm-hmm. What makes me happy? Mm-hmm. What stresses me out? Mm-hmm. So, or what, or what are my goals? What do I want to do? Right. When I retire, what, where do I want to be? Where do I want to travel? Yeah. That's your, that's your personal mastery. Or, yeah, personal mastery. So the problem is the two trajectories go up as time goes by. One will always suffer. Yeah. Always. Always. And so what she spoke on is that there's no way to make it to where both are 50-50 in your life in any capacity. One will always suffer. Okay. There's tons of self-help books that show us how to achieve this. Yes. But she said, show me in life where that's possible. And it is not, especially if you own your own business, you're always going to miss that one ball game. You're yeah. always going to miss that one recital. Yeah. It's going to happen. Especially it's going to happen. Your, your clientele, your customers, it's going to, you know, it's your career, yeah. your small business. 
So she said the goal, which is a very achievable goal, is to try to keep these two trajectories as close and connected as possible. Okay. What happens if we don't is kind of what we see more in the baby boomer generation, uh-huh. where life will go and we'll, we'll work very, very hard to achieve these goals. We work very, very hard and say, if I work hard, then when I retire, I can relax. Yeah. When I retire, I can travel. When I retire, I can do this. When I retire, I can do that. Do all that. So but all... what happens if you never hit retirement? Exactly. Well, that, yes. And so all of your energy is going into your professional mastery. You're great at what your career entails you to do. Okay. Then you get to a point where you retire. Right. And your personal mastery has suffered. So now I retire and I say, but who am I? Yeah. What do I like and what do I want? Do I, I don't really know myself or who I am. And then I may get a little, um, I may get a little nervous or agitated or almost feel unproductive and say, you know what? I'm just going to go right back to work. And we see that a lot. Oh yeah. Where they, I've retired. I've worked a long life and I really don't have to work, but I just enjoy it. I just like it. I, it, yeah. it makes me feel fulfilled. Yeah. But that's kind of what we're seeing. So the goal would be to start to write down and pay attention now. Mm-hmm. What do I like? What do I hate? What countries do I want to go visit? Yeah. What goals do I want to achieve? Yeah. Start writing them down and then make it happen. So look at your schedule ahead of time. And let's say you want to, let's say your goal is to see every part of the world or maybe four or five countries that you really want to go to. Right. Go ahead and schedule those out and then go to those places. Maybe take off a month, which sounds crazy. Oh Lord! I know. I'm like I'm I'm like freaking out, thinking we're gonna be closed for two weeks. Yeah. I couldn't imagine taking off a whole. But month. even even two weeks, two weeks. So take off two weeks. We'll say yeah. two weeks. Take off two weeks, maybe every three years. Okay. Plan your trips out. Yeah. And prepay for them, slowly over time, so you're not in debt. Yeah. Then go. Why not? Yes. Do it now, and then what happens is is those trajectories are closer together. Yeah. And now you have a mastery of both and you're getting to know yourself and what I like. Yeah. You have a much more fulfilled life. And I think here, I think a lot of places and, and other places of the world seem to have a grasp on this. Oh, yeah. You hear a lot about, oh, I took a holiday. Yeah. You know, what's vacation time? We just go when we want. Yeah. But here we have a more of like kind of that, oh, well, you know. We got to do. We, we got to work. Gotta oh, do. no sick days, you know. Yeah. Oh, we got to cash them in, you know. But if we can kind of create that reality for ourselves, mm-hmm. then it's very doable and the burnout is much, much less yes. a, a possibility of happening. And I will say, it's funny that you mentioned that and that that's how you're talking because I will kind of give a little bit of my backstory. So, you know, I worked in higher education for 13 years mm-hmm. and I was in the admissions office. And so the way the admissions office ran, you had three semesters, you had fall, spring and summer. And two of those semesters were constantly overlapping with admissions applications and deadlines and and whatnot. And if you ever looked at your calendar, there was never a good time to take off because there was always a deadline. Mm -hmm. There was always something that was due. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard to plan out. And at the college, it was just kind of an unwritten rule. You did not take off the week before a deadline. You did not take off. There were certain times of year you just don't even ask to take off because it wasn't going to be granted. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm out of higher education, which I loved higher ed and it was a lot of fun. I, I really did enjoy it while I was in it. But now being here at the chamber, we got to plan out our calendar strategically this year so that we didn't have a whole lot of crazy overlap oh, Wow! because 
I, I mean, I told the staff when we were planning out our calendars, we each have PTO days. We have personal time off. You've got to be able to take the time. Mm-hmm. I do not want end of the year to come around and us not having taken our time because then, I mean, everybody else has to take a day off. Why shouldn't you? I, I just, I guess it just kind of changed my perception because we, we kind of were just told you can't take those days off mm-hmm. at the college. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, uh-uh, girl, we're going to take that time off if we have to. Oh, so wow. like, um, and I mean, we work for, I will say this. I have an absolutely amazing board. My executive board is amazing. My board of directors is amazing. My chamber is amazing. I love all of y'all. Um, but two years ago, my mom and I um, had planned to go to Scotland right before COVID. And then COVID hit. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like, we could not go obviously that first year because we were all in lockdown good luck with going anywhere second year we could have gone but there were lots and lots of obstacles to have to to jump through and we just were like when are we ever going to do this and this year oh gosh back in like january my mom and i went back and forth and back and forth about whether or not we were going to go to scotland she's always wanted to go to scotland don't ask me why but she's always wanted to go to scotland and we went back and forth about this trip and we finally decided we're going to go and I remember there was a time that I talked to her. And I was like, Mom, I just don't know if we're going to be able to do this. And she said, Maggie, I am 71 years old. And there's a good chance that next year, even though I think I'm going to be able to walk, I'm 71. What if something happens to me and I can't go to Scotland? And I, I remember thinking, God, the guilt trip. <laughs> but <laughs> she made a very valid point. Yeah. I'm 71. I mean, now granted, her mother lived to be 102. So no, my mama, she's going to live to be like 200 years old because they're going to come out with some miracle medicine that's going to make you live longer. But um, she said, you never know what could happen in a year. So I was like, well, you know what? Okay, we're going to go. So we made the decision to go. And then in March, they lifted up all like all the bans and everything. So as far as like COVID testing and um, masks and all kinds of, you know, everything kind of got lifted. So we're good to go. So we leave. When this podcast airs next Wednesday, on Thursday, I will be on a plane going to Scotland. That's awesome. For nine days, which is so crazy to think. And um, But I'm like, you know what? We're doing this because she's always wanted to go, and she wanted me to go with her. And I was like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Yes. So here I am, you know, these next two weeks doing everything we can to try to get us caught up so that when I'm gone for nine days... Because I'm also five hours ahead over in Scotland. So if y'all have some kind of crazy fiasco, I'm not going to be around to answer the phone. Bonnie will be here and Wendy and my executive board, of course, they're all prepared. But, you know, I am I should be able to take off the time and enjoy just like everybody else. Because that way you feel refreshed. You need a break. Everybody needs a break, you know. Yeah. And everyone deserves a break. And everybody deserves a break. You yeah. work hard. You should be able to, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody works hard for something. Maybe you're working hard for your family. Maybe you're working hard for a vacation home. Maybe you're working hard so that you can go and take a trip every year to wherever you want to go, Timbuktu or, or whatnot. But everybody works hard for something. You should be able to enjoy mm-hmm. it. And when we segue into self-care, you know, we talk about the killers of self-care. Yes. That is one is it's guilt. And that is, yeah. that is one. Um, and your, your customers, your clientele, my clients especially, you know, when I'm sitting there trying to get, the, where, where can I put them in? What can I do? I, I want to see them and, and kind of, you know, keep yeah. them there. Um, and I, wanna, I really want to be there for them because I love them and they're everything to me. 
I've had I've had many clients say, you know what, if you don't have it, it's okay. Just put me where you have an opening and I'll be there. And if oh, something cancels. That's so nice. Oh, I love, my clients are amazing. Just put me where I am. And if you have a cancellation, then let me know and I'll come sooner. Uh-huh. Because they know and they've told me. They're like, Ren, if you're not going to be good to yourself, you're not going to be good for anybody else. Isn't that the truth? Yes. If you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of yes. me? If you cannot take care of yourself, how are you expected to take care of anybody else? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of comes back to how we met going to, to the gym and working out. Um, love Wendy. Wendy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Love Cherie from Acres and Oaks, Cherie Roberts. Love, love, love. Love them. But I had been complaining um, about how I had not been feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to moving down here, I was working out. I was running. Um, and then Josh got his job and we moved. And that kind of threw a whole kink in the situation, and which was a great kink because we moved down here. But it kind of interrupted our, our flow. Like I had been going to the gym. I had been working out. I had been running. Well, he was working 45 minutes away in Mary Persons, and he was driving. He was on the road for an hour and a half every day. So my time was limited as far as, like, what I could do because I had a five-year-old. And just trying to to make time for me was very, very hard, and I wasn't feeling good. And I remember talking with Wendy and Cherie one day, and they were like, but if you don't take care of yourself, then... Who are you going to, who are you going to be good for? Girls, yes. And, you know, and those two, I mean, you can't get away from them. They're going to, you know. Would you want to though? No, I wouldn't. They're going to tell you the way it is. So when we went to Totem for their ribbon cutting and everybody was so impressed with Totem and what, what they offer, because they offer so much stuff for so many different types of people, just like, you know, just trying to find the gym or or whatever it is that's going to help you relieve your stress. um, That's when they talked me into going and working out with them. And that was, and to me, now that has become... That's become my stress reliever. Your self-care. That's become my self-care. I get up. I go to the gym. I may not like it. I love Felicia. And mm-hmm. I love, you know, I love Fee for, for training us on Mondays. But she kicked our butts this morning. Mm-hmm. But um, it felt great at the same time because I'm like, I'm over. I'm done. And I'm taking better care of myself. Yeah. You have more energy throughout the day. Um, you're there for your family. You're there for your friends. You're there for your, your customers. So whatever it is that's going to make you self get a little bit more self-centered so that you can be good for you is only going to help you be better for the people you work with and work for oh very much and it goes back to that that you know that trajectory of personal success to sit down be it your team if you have a team or your coworkers if you have coworkers, or even just yourself and say let me come up with a plan yes and and that's something i've kind of where can i what can i do instead of instead of saying let me get everyone in let me be all things all people because i want to that and that's my goal and i try to achieve it with every client every service yeah i'm going to give you exactly what your goals are we're going to work together i will hold your hand the whole time right text back and forth send me photos how's everything going how's Mm -hmm. that routine going and um if you can sit down and say "Well, well what can i do how can I, I'm doing as much as I can, right? I'm going to get burnout and, and it's not, it's not my client's fault. It's, it's, it's not the people I work with's fault. Uh-huh. It's my fault. I'm about to get a burnout. And right. like that goes back to the guilt and blaming yourself. Mm-hmm. So we have to, we have to kind of pause with that and say, okay, don't blame ourselves before we get totally burnout and exhausted. Let's come up with a plan. Yes. And you may need help or you may be on your own like I am, but the plan I had was to say, okay. I have my, my base clientele who I like to see. Now I've started encouraging them. Okay, I have you down for your next appointment next month. Would you like to book next month and then next month too? Oh, yeah. So I have that availability with you. 
Yeah. And then if something changes, if you have to go on vacation or you get, you, you start to feel like a little sick, we can always reschedule once I have you on the book, mm-hmm. but it's easier to move in an existing appointment than it is to squeeze you in. Gotcha. And then you start to, then you start to work with your clients together and train mm-hmm. each other. Like, oh, let's, cause you have to imagine being a business owner, you, you have your schedule but you're working with all of your customer schedules. Yeah, and so, no customer schedule is the same. No, you might have nurses that are on swing shift. Right. You might have new parents that are like, oh my God, I have like 45 minutes just to myself. I mean, so you want to, you have all of those together at one time. Mm-hmm. So yes, you you can you can give everyone a satisfactory product or service and be all things to all people. However, you have to have that trajectory and say, let me meet both in the middle. Right. Let me make sure that I am part of this process mm-hmm. and I'm not just putting myself in the back burner and trying to get everything done without consulting myself Yeah. or my, my team or yeah. my coworkers. Um, and that kind of goes into self-care and how important that is and, yeah. and not overworking ourselves. And, and if anyone's asking, okay, you guys keep talking about burnout, burnout, how do I not burn out? What if I'm already burnt out? Self-care is kind of that antidote and also that um, that pre-care prevention for yeah. a burnout, no matter what industry you're in. Oh, yeah. And I think but part of that self-care, I think, is also being able to tell people, no, I can't, and this is why. Yeah. Um, I think there's this, almost this stigma around people having to tell others no Mm-hmm. Because no can be seen as such a harsh word, a negative, and such a negative word. But it it's not necessarily harsh or negative if you give a a reason as to why you you can or can't at that time. Yes. Um. You know, I'm the first one, and I learned this. You know, taking this position, love what I do. But when I first started, I literally wanted to plug everybody in as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And then I started realizing I'm not actually, I mean, I'm working, but I'm not actually getting the work done because I'm plugging people in so much. I'm meeting after meeting after meeting. And so I realized what times work best for me here Mm -hmm. and when I could plug people in. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to adjust. But if people call and say, I want to meet with you, or can we go and do this, or can we go and do that and talk or, or whatever, um, I'm the first one now, instead of saying, tell me when you're available, I'm the first one now to say, these are the times and the dates that I'm available. Would that work with your schedule? Because that way, I know that I can get what I need to get done so that when I am meeting with that person, I'm all there. And you are taking care of everybody. And you're taking everybody. Mm -hmm. I've taken care of me. I've taken care of my office. I've taken care of my staff. Now it's time for me to go out there and take care of my customers who are my my chamber members and meeting their needs. Yes. You're getting, I'm not sitting there worried about, Oh my gosh, what's going on at the office? Are they doing what they're doing? Did this person get the email back? I mean, I'm, my brain's not constantly going Mm -hmm. because I know I did what I had to do so that I could be all in for the people I'm sitting there and being all in for. Oh yeah. And that, that's kind of one of, one of the one things of the things that make burnout better to kind of slowly, if if you've already experienced a burnout at home or you're, you're kind of going through one now, or you haven't been able to bounce back, that is number one to kind of do like a, Oh, let's start to, let me start to kind of self treat this burnout is communication. Yeah. Um, to talk about burnout, as a workplace phenomenon with each other and other business owners and yeah. your employees and your coworkers and, and your, and your, you know, partner, your partners in business, yeah. you know, um, 
because you know if you keep pushing through long enough and trying to be the best business owner or employee that you can um you know you just essentially just you just burn out and just everything is overwhelming and like you said you cannot you cannot be all things to all mm-hmm. people so communication is good and you're not showing weakness you're saying you know these are the things that that I need help with yeah and and you, I'm not saying no because I don't want to or right. I don't like you or I, I, I don't want to do this particular I thing to. I don't have time for you yeah. you're saying no because no for these t- areas and times but yes to these area times so I can give you my full time, my full yes. attention. You know, even if someone comes to you and says, can I, hey, can we, can we chat real quick? Mm-hmm. You know, someone at work or, or even, even, a, even an employee. Yes, I, this is going to happen and I, yeah. we're going to make this happen. But can you wait till this time when I have, you have my full attention? Right. You know, right. Just like you're saying. Well, and I think too, like there's this, um, the, in just in general with the way that society is, right? everything is so instantaneous. People are so used to just having their phone and be able to pick it up and get whatever it is that they need to get. For the most part, life can be pretty instantaneous. But that instantaneousness also causes a lot of a lot of problems for people because they get frustrated when they're not instantly yes serviced or instantly got whatever it is that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm now the first like when you walked in to do this, I was finishing up an email. And I knew that if I hadn't have finished that email, then it would be burning on me when I got done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, give me two seconds. Let me finish this email. And I'll be right with you. And then I know it's already been done and I don't have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. And that, you know, with the, with the first way to be able to prevent a burnout being communication, like we just talked about, uh-huh. that would be the second. Is, yeah. And we talked about guilt, guilt being one, Yeah. you know, having open communication being another, giving, giving yourself permission to set healthy boundaries for yes. you and the people around you yes. and for your customers to have the best experience. Yes. Um, and then, you know, also the guilt, just letting that go of saying, I'm not being selfish. You know, I'm not, no. I'm, I'm not, you know, this is not a selfish thing. Yeah. Um, and this is for other people, but then yeah. also like with the phone, um, that's another one is, is protecting your mental health. Mm-hmm. That's a biggie to, to see what is the state of my mental health and and we're just we're mainly just talking about just being kind to your mind oh yeah am i checking my phone every five minutes does what i have in front of me have my full attention yes or the person who's in front of me have my full attention or am i dividing myself so much that you know now i have like 30 heads and yeah and everyone's kind of getting a piece of me instead of the whole Mm -hmm. the whole um but that would be, that's a great point you touched yeah. on for sure. I think it's hard, like, to talk about, like, giving your full attention. Um, I had to make a deal with myself that I purposely, when I go home, because I have an iWatch, I purposely, when I go home, I flip my phone over and I turn it on silent and I put it down. Oh, that's smart. I on the that. counter. <laughs> that's very smart. And I do that for a couple of reasons. A, um, my son is five. I don't want him to see me on the phone mm-hmm. all the time because then he's just going to think that's normal. And I'm even scared to death to think about what's going to be around like the next 10 to 15 years. Like, what are they going to come out with next? But I always, I mean, I have my watch and it is on silent. If somebody really needs me, I can see who it is. If they text me or if they call me or whatever, I can see who it is. And if I need to pick it up, I can. Um, I don't have my social media hooked up to my phone. I mean, to my um, watch. Because I don't need to see who's liking and commenting and stuff. Because 
I want to be there at home with my son. And so when he goes to bed, though, I'll pull my phone out and I'll look it over um, to see kind of what I've missed or what's been going on. Or when my husband goes in and games, because gaming is his stress reliever. So he'll go in there and he'll do his gaming. And that's when I'll pull out my phone or my iPad and I'll kind of fiddle around with it. But I had to do that because I had to set a boundary Mm -hmm. because otherwise I know myself, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go and I'm going to start looking at reels and then I'm going to start looking at this. I'm going to start looking at the next thing you know, you've sat there for how long? Yes. And you've completely, you've, you haven't paid attention to the people that are around you. Yes. I'd much rather have the relationship. I, I, I tell my clients that's called, um, that's there's, we have what's called stimulating buckets. I tell my clients you have stimulating buckets, mm-hmm. things that stimulate your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we lean, we lean towards, towards numbing yeah. or this is an escape. But at the end of the day, it's a stimulating bucket. You have your good buckets, your strong buckets, like exercising, mm-hmm. self-care, Oh, and, and that's the other thing I want everyone at home to know. There is a massive difference between vanity and self-care. There oh, yeah. are two completely different things. You know, you know, like getting your nails done, getting a skin treatment with me, that is considered self-care. Yeah. But that's not an indulgence by any sense of the word at all. So you have your buckets that you can fill, that yeah. are those stimulating buckets. My, I, I'm, I'm feeling happy a sensation and i'm feeling fulfilled at this moment and um i'm i'm kind of distracted from all the stress in my life however some of these buckets have holes in them Mm -hmm. and and being on the phone especially social media is definitely one oh yeah because you're sitting there and you're flipping through and your brain is being stimulated pictures images oh my gosh this is my brain is lighting up yeah but there's a hole at that bucket so then you get done and you hit okay I'm gonna put my phone down and then you look at what time it is yeah and then you're like and your your brain's feeling like you got so much done oh I'm gonna do this to my kitchen oh I'm gonna buy this outfit on Pinterest yeah. next time. but then when you put your phone down you say oh my gosh it's like it's like 1 in the morning yeah. I have to be up and work out at five. <laughs> like, that has not happened by chance. never you know <laughs> and now that that energy that you put in to that it's it's not wasted but it could have been it could have been better used. a bucket yeah where we feel so let's maybe say getting our steps in mm-hmm. or um you know maybe drinking our water mm-hmm. that bucket you're filling the bucket and that goodie stays in there now yeah. my cortisol levels are going down right my you know my dopamine is going up my stress level is going down mm-hmm. i look in the mirror i'm like oh oh my clothes are fitting better yeah you know how much more are you getting done? Right. And you're still distracted, you know, not distracted, but it's still an escape, a mm-hmm. healthy escape from what's happening. And, and, and you're able to kind of soothe your mind. Yeah. But now it's like on the long term, you're hitting that, that trajectory for professional success. Yes. That's a great one. And the other, the other thing too, about kind of saying like kind of going down that rabbit hole of like you sat there for hours and what have you really accomplished? Um, social media while it has its great, it has the good of it, it also can have the bad of it where you are constantly comparing yourself to others. Like their life looks so great. Why can't my life look that great? Why can't, you know, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, and then, then that starts the, well, if I work more, if I do this, then I can get this. I mean, it kind of has this ripple effect. Um, I love sitting, I found them here recently on Instagram the reels of 
the Insta reel versus the reality reel. Have you seen those? No. It's so funny. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a reel, so it's probably whatever, 15 seconds. But it'll show um, whatever it is that you see on your Insta, your Instagram mm-hmm. versus the reality of it. <gasps> so, like, there was one, and it's in London. Don't ask me the place. But it's, like, this beautiful picturesque house. Picturesque house. And so in their pictures, it looks like this serene, beautiful place. But the reality is they step back and it shows you all the other droves of people that are around trying to take that one shot, that one pristine image for social media. You don't see all the other stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's like the truth. Like how many, <laughs> I have a picture of, of Steve, like the reality of Steve versus what sometimes you see. Yes, my sweet boy is a very sweet boy. But you also didn't see five minutes ago where he's just screaming his head off because he wants to have an apple slice, but it has to be a red apple, not an or not a green apple. As apple's an apple to me, but no, no, you know, it, you don't see the 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 <laughs> the meltdown before the fun picture. before the filter is applied. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think those are the things that I've come to realize here lately is is it really worth it sometimes sitting on social media and seeing all those things because that's a whole nother level of burnout that that's just a life burnout of where people are comparing themselves to everybody else in the world when is it really worth it oh yeah and i think i think that kind of goes back to the guilt the shame the guilt and the shame yeah the comparisons would definitely be you know a a self-care killer yes and a burnout you know contributor um but, you know, I, I've got clients I've had for a long time and people that are close to me, they're like, you're just always so positive, so happy. Why? You know, you know how do you stay so positive? And I'm like, I don't know. But something I always say to myself is expectations are just future disappointments. So I try to go into every everything okay. I do every day from the time I wake up, just not having any expectations at all. Anything can happen. I don't know what's going to be. I might yeah. pop a zit and something's going to fly across the room. I don't know. Let's see. Let's oh see what the goodness. day holds. <laughs> Well, and I, I mean, I always laugh because, you know, I have this idea sometimes in the morning of what my day is going to be like when I get to work and, you know, 8.30, I'm heading out, I'm dropping Steve off at school. I'm getting here by about 9.01. Mm-hmm. My day is completely different than what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but that's fine Yeah, because I mean, I never know. I, mean, I love my job in the chamber world. You really never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to walk through the front door. You never know who's going to make a phone call and ask the, ask for your you know for your perception or your or advice or, or whatever. You never know what the day's called, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But um, it can be a little overwhelming sometimes too, because you've got to be like, did I did I actually get my job done today? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> did I do my job today? You know, you have to kind of think about those things. Oh but, yeah. Um, I've over the years, I guess I've kind of, I say here I am like over the years, this is what I've learned. I'm only 39 years old. I still have a lot of living to do, but the things that I have learned are it's not worth, it is not worth, um, comparing myself to somebody else. Mm -mm. I know I am never going to be a size two. I don't care how much I go and work out at totem. I don't care how many macros I count. I'm likely never going to be a size two. That's fine Mm -hmm. because you look at my genetics, you look at my family, I'm, I'm built the way my family's built. I'm okay with that. But as long as I'm healthy and I'm happy and I'm doing what I need to do to be healthy and happy, that's all that matters. Oh, that, I'm a juicy Judy, so I totally relate to that. I mean, <laughs> I mean you see me, I can I can sling some weight. Or, now, I'm not a cardio person, but I can sling some weight. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm active for a big girl. I can, oh, you know, yeah. But the 
the perception is, oh, well, you know, you're overweight. Yes. It's just a general, I mean, just, it's just the way the world is. It just is the way the world is. I am, I am occupying a space in which people are viewing me a certain way. And I told, I, I'm at peace with that now. I think being in your thirties is something that that comes with, but I, I totally, I totally understand that. And, but I will say too, when you're talking about comparisons, I am not a parent. Um, but I have guests in my room and I never repeat anything my guests say, but I can tell you a generalization of what I hear. And when Mm -hmm. I say we never repeat anything, it is a cone of silence. Like there are things like my husband and I have shared clients and like, they'll be on my table. Like, well, I don't know if Chris told you, but A, B and C I'm like, no, No. he, he didn't tell me. And they're like, what do y'all not like? Do you ever talk? Yeah, we just don't talk about you guys. Right. You know, we don't ever repeat anything you say that's sacred, and that that comes down to us too. Yeah. This is a this is a space, and it all stays there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in our profession are that way, especially mm-hmm. in a small town, because you have to be. I mean, yeah. If it gets around, you know the source, you oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I hear. I will tell you how much I hear about the crushing weight of comparisons. So As awful. A mom. Oh yeah. I can't even begin to tell you how much my heart breaks to hear that so much. I am not a Pinterest mom. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I am not a Pinterest mom. I'm a hire it mom. Mm-hmm. Meaning I know what I can and can't do. I I can bake a cake. I can make cupcakes. I am not a fr- the frilly cookies. I can't make the cute cookies. I don't do the big birthday parties. Steve is five and he's never had a big birthday party. Mm-hmm. His parties are his family and maybe, maybe a few friends. Yeah. We've, I've never been a Pinterest mom because yeah. I know I can't be a Pinterest mom. Yes. I don't, I don't have the patience and I don't have the time, but I give, I'm one of the things that Josh and I have been determined is we're going to give Steve the experiences. Yeah. Like we want him to experience the things. So we're going to give him the experiences. Um, when he gets a little bit older, will we do the big parties? Maybe, but at the same time, like they're exhausting mm-hmm. and I don't want to be exhausted after I do my child's birthday party. So we've just never done it that way. Plus Steve was born during spring break. So the thing about spring break is everybody's at the beach. Everybody's off doing family vacations. So it's actually a good cop out yeah. too. Cause we don't have to feel bad, <laughs> but we just, we're like, we're just not going to do that. Yeah. That's just not, that's just not us. Um, you know, our, it's just, it's funny, but yeah, it, I can see as a parent, um, it can be very easy to compare yourself to other parents of, well, their child gets this, that, and the other. Why can't I do that for mine? Right. You just got to figure out what works for you. Exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is this, this burnout is yes. not limited to a business. No. If you are a stay at home parent. Oh gosh. I mean, y'all. God bless stay at home parents. God, but my, my sister. I don't know how they do it. My sister, my niece is four and I, I will never, she's going to kill me for telling you all the story. I will never forget this. She called me one night crying because she, she had gone out on a girl's night and they were having so much fun. And she called her husband and said, I think I'm going to spend the night and stay here. Are you okay, you know, being with the baby, you know, being with the baby? He goes, yeah, that's fine. I don't mind, you know. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure he was like, oh, okay, well, that's one more thing I'm going to do, but that's fine with me. And he, you know, he yeah. works. Okay, my sister helps run, she helps run a big church outside of Chicago, a massive church. Mm-hmm. So she, her phone does not stop ringing that's all awesome. the time, okay? Then she mows the front and backyard. She prepares meals for all three of them, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
And this woman called me and was crying because she felt guilty about spending the night at a girl's night. Oh, no. And I'm like. You have to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and to feel guilty for that. Like, like, again, that comes back to the the guilt and and just sitting down with yourself and writing down like what what do I what do I want to do yeah. I'm already I'm already hitting the marks on these things mm-hmm. and I'm I'm the perfect mom and I'm you know the perfect wife or husband you know let me take time to kind of find out well what what would make me more fulfilled and mm-hmm. how can I incorporate in what I'm doing now oh yeah well and but taking ownership of 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 being of feeling guilty I think sometimes it's also important um, I got roped into coaching Steve's T-ball team literally got roped into <laughs> coaching his t-ball team um i signed up for t-ball got an email from leisure services where they're like you know we could use some assistance let us know if you're willing to assist i literally said to cedric if you ever need help just let me know next thing i know i get a phone call from alton over at perry leisure services so what here you're gonna be a t-ball coach i was like excuse me what and at that point i was like well i feel bad saying no so yeah. i was like sure i'll be a t-ball coach for the most part, it's gone really well, except for last week when we had, um, here at the chamber last week, we had a diplomats. Well, we started off the morning with a meeting and we had diplomats at four o'clock and we had military affairs at four o'clock. I felt like I had been hit by a mat truck cause my allergies were going something crazy. I had a massive headache. And when I left that night, I went to the grocery store and then I went home mm-hmm. and I didn't think anything of it. And my, my watch was buzzing. But I was like, why is my watch buzzing? I get home and I look at my watch. T-ball game. <laughs> I'm the coach. Didn't show up for a T-ball game. Because I totally forgot about it. I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm sitting on the couch and it's like 6.20. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot the game. And what am I going to do? And I was like, Josh, this is so bad. The coach didn't show up for the game. And Josh being the coach is like, it's life. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. Things happen. You've had a busy day. You're overwhelmed. You don't feel good. It happens. He's like, by the time you get up and leave and get there, the game's going to be over anyway. Mm-hmm. He said, so do not worry. He said, just send out an email or send out a text and tell them you feel that you're sorry, you've missed the game, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, I felt so guilty <laughs> for missing the game. <laughs> so bad. Steve didn't know any difference. But then I sent an email to all the parents. Not one parent said anything. They all said, it happens. Yeah. Hope you felt better. Whatever. You're probably like, thank God somebody then, else did the same and thing. And then I, I did. saw them on, at the next game. I was like, guys, I am so sorry. And everyone was like, it happens. It's life. Nobody. And I was like, you know what? They're all parents just like me. They probably right. same thing. We've all happened. We've all had it happen. Oh yeah. I think taking and this can be, but this can totally be re- related to the to the work world too. When you're overwhelmed, if you forget, and I mean, people forget. It just happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you take ownership of it, I think everybody's more willing to work with you and be understanding with you if you just take ownership versus trying to pawn it off on for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing, too, um, about burnout or, or whatnot is just realizing, you know what? It happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that goes back to, well, guilt again. There's a lot, I, we, yeah. so we touch a lot more guilt than I thought we were going to, but... but um, Because guilt is... It, it can be it could be detrimental oh yeah it'll eat you up and then you worry about what other people are going to think is are they going to be mad are they not going to be mad what am i going to do to fix it and that guilt kind of just spirals oh yeah and 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 that touches on that that last you know we have we have you know the shame the guilt um but also um the other contributor to burning out and also another self-care killer is is 
what we call FOMO or being all yes. things to all people or people pleasing. Yes. But what you, the example you gave is really goes back to what we talked about, about communication. Mm-hmm. Because if, if someone were to say, hey, could you be the coach for this? Instead of us saying, yes, yes, I can do that. I've yeah. got a couple hours after work or before work. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And to train yourself in that, that kind of mental health check, train yourself and come up with a plan and say, pause and say, tell me what that entails. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I would have said yeah, that. It's amazing how we how many, we don't do that. Tell me what yeah. that entails. And then have someone print out or even write and just tell mm-hmm. you, well, you would need to be here and here at this time and do this and this and this time and mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And then you can really say, okay, is this something that we can make happen now? Yeah. Or could I sign up for this? Back to our personal, you know, our personal success trajectory. Yeah. Could I be this next season for you, mm-hmm. and then be be it all, or or let me go ahead and schedule this out and do it this way, or say you know, that is that is a story that is not going to happen today. Well, but... I, yeah, I will say, <laughs> and my husband laughed at me the other day when we were talking about. It. I was like, I've done it once. I have the picture to mm-hmm. show that I was the t-ball coach. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I won't do it again. Yeah, love leisure services. Yeah, love Steve. I have been his coach once. Yes. I won't do it again. I will bring <laughs> goodies. I will make bags. I will be an assistant to help out, but I will never be the coach again because I just know I know my limits, and it's only going to get worse as yeah. he gets older. But so, and that's a win, and that's a win for because me because you you noted it in your yeah. personal trajectory, and you uh, say, okay, I I like, I don't like, and this and that, and I, you know, healthy boundaries keep us safe, and maybe yes. we don't mix these two worlds, yes. you know. Oh yeah, totally. And and for for those at home that are listening that are in my industry, so for instance, if you keep if you're like um, a therapist or um, you know you're a, a hairstylist or esthetician or massage therapist, and I keep an old school paper book, and people always think I'm she crazy. She does. But- <laughs> when we were talking about doing this podcast, um, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to write it down on my book." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. And girl pulls out an old school calendar, and I'm like, yes. "Yes." My friends make fun of me. I take that book everywhere. I love it. I'm not a parent. That is my kid. I, and my friends will make fun of me. They're like, "Here she comes with her book," and but like, it works for you. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to do you want to hang out and maybe like just go get dinner on Thursday? I literally pull that sucker out and open it and say well let me see and like mm-hmm. oh so nice of you to pencil me in Ren. but it, it's because but, it's, but at least but it helps you it helps you know what you, what your limitations are right. what you shouldn't what you can yes and can't do. is this I, can i give my friend who's yeah. very important to me and in my life my full attention or am i going to be taken away from them because mm-hmm. i had to jump somewhere else or clientele am i going do i have time to give that cli- what if my client's last client of the day and she decides all of a sudden for the first time in her life you know tell me more about that german planning i want to get that well, that's going to add 30 minutes onto her service time. I want to be able to have that available mm-hmm. to her. And, to, you know, yeah, we let's do that. Yeah. Versus if I already have it booked with a friend, I can say, you know what? We need to do that. Yeah. Let's set that up next time you come in because I think you will love it. Yeah. Um, and you can then I can balance. So if you have, like, even if it, you have, like, you know, you know, Millennium or Square, you, you keep a digital book, you can do this too. And this this literally changed my life. So oh, let me... Can I get my book? Is that yeah, okay? Go okay. ahead and use your book. And I, I am, she literally does have a book and it's amazing because for those of us who are digital people, um, I have my digital book. So I have my work calendar. I have my personal calendar on my Google calendar. So that way I know, and I have it color coded. So I know what is personal and what is work. Um, if anything ever happens to my digital calendar though, I'm like royally oh. up the creek. <laughs> well, and y'all have to, rem- y'all have to remember like I am, I'm so tech, tech, textile 
I'm so textile and I have such a job that's so sensory. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. touching people with my hands all day. I'm taking in information constantly through observation. Yeah. Which there's, that's, you know, there are other careers that are like that, but I'm, I'm picking up on things that maybe my client's not saying to me. So to have, to be able to feel their skin and the temperature and the, the, the rigidity of the muscles in the, in the face, I can tell if they're under a lot of stress right what's what's going on so i'm a very like textile person so to have like a tactile what's i'm trying to say <laughs> tactile i'm a very tactile person so to have a paper book for yeah. me it just works yeah it just works but you know what works for you yes and i don't have the brain that can look at something digital and not, not just zone out like just start spacing out so this works it. for me so what i did was if you have if y'all can imagine your your calendar if you have your day off that's the day you don't plan anything so you most people have two days off Mm -hmm. so on that day where you don't plan anything have that kind of be your sort of goal post and so at the very very top have a place to put this week's main goals Mm -hmm. put that at the top and then the next one would be this week's priorities and have bullet points with empty space and then I keep my cancellation list right underneath that okay with the names of anybody who wants to get in that week so then when someone comes to me and says, hey, um, can you do this on this week? Oh, when is it? It's this week. Okay. I don't have to like remember that. I can flip to that week and just scribble messy. Yeah. Okay. Here's this week goals or this was this week's priorities. Okay. I just keep a list all super messy. And then I have my, my, have my appointment, you know, my, my cancellation list. So then when I flip to that week, I can prep my week. And at the very top of every day of the week. And so like, if you're taking hair clients, you could put at the very, very top before you start your work day, what are today's goals and what are today's priorities? So then I go back to that first day that has everything listed all messy and I start to delegate and spread those goals and those priorities gotcha. out. So, and, and I use colors cause I love colors. So priorities are written in red. I love it. <laughs> and then, um, or I'm sorry, goals are written in red and then priorities are written in purple. Yeah. She so, literally has purple <laughs> and purple and red and black mixed in. Yes. And then and, she has her pencils. Yes. And then blue is fun things. Like those are things that I can maybe push. So not, not spending time with a friend, but like if I, you know, if I have something that's like, okay, this is an event and mm-hmm. it, they're going to have something else. They're going to do the same thing next month. Or yeah. this is something I can kind of, I can push this around. Like I'll it. write that in blue. So when I look at my whole week, I can see right away. Okay. How, let me, how am I going to kind of prioritize everything and what's important? And then as those things fall into place, as I move it on my book and start to schedule things, I can come down and write that same color on that column in that, that affiliated color. I love it. Um, and then that way it makes it easy for me. And then at the bottom, I have a personal to-do list. So just one, like I pick Wednesday at the very bottom, a tiny little you know, itemize. So personal to-do list. What do I need to get to the grocery store? Um, I got to go run to this place or that place. Um, and then I have on the bottom of my Thursday, I have um, my personal tracker. So did I do quiet time? Did I do my affirmations? Am I drinking my water? Um, you know, am I, um, did I try to avoid sugar? Which that one, that one's a rough one. But, um, and then. Making me want to go get a paper calendar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. And then I I do my self-care, y'all. I'm telling you, paper calendars, where is that? And then, then this one is hard for me. Um, But on the bottom of Friday, I have big wins and happy moments. So what did I, what did I achieve? Mm -hmm. What did I what goals did I meet instead mm-hmm. of me being so hard on myself all the time and I missed the mark on that or I, I, I missed T-ball games. 
But what did I not mess up? What yeah. did I do that was what right? What was something that I did yeah. that was great this oh, week? Oh, what affirmations did I hear? What did a client tell me that like, I thank you so much or, I, you know, I never knew this about you and that's yeah. really cool. Um, and then at the very, very end of the week, I have, what will I work on next week? Okay. So maybe I don't hit the snooze button or, you know, maybe I need to go ahead and prep my room the day before so yes. that when I get in there, that time is available to me and I can do those things. Yes. Um, so that's, that's kind of goes back to like, like making a plan, but yes, I take my book everywhere. I love it. Everyone's in there. You're making me definitely want to go get a book now. And <laughs> oh, I kind of yeah. have one, but now I'm like, oh, I might need to, I might actually need to do that. Oh yeah. But, and, the, and that kind of goes back to, I mean, I hear it all the time, the, the, um, you know, you have a paper book or, oh my God, here she comes with her book and the people in your life, they, they love you. They're being funny yeah. and they're teasing you, yeah. but it does still go back to the guilt and the shame. Uh, my clients that get their steps in, that is their self care, mm-hmm. but you don't know how many times, I mean, I've been, you know, or been around a friend or, or been talking to a client. Everyone's like, oh, she's got to get her steps in, you know? Do you, I mean, do you have to get your step? You gotta get your steps in. But that's, that is your self-care. That's, your step, that's what you got And do. that is important to you. And that yeah. is a goal you're hitting every day that is adding to your personal trajectory. You know, you have that time to blank your mind out. Yeah. You're bringing your stress level down. You're yeah. staying active. So that, I think that all kind of, it's what works for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ren, this has been absolutely great. I think we could still continue to sit here and talk and we may have to, we may have to do like a follow up. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. But I have really enjoyed talking with you about kind of how to, how to better prepare so that you don't get burnout. And if you do get burnout, what you can kind of do to help get back into a positive space. I think that's, that's very I think that's going to be beneficial for anybody, yeah. everybody. So um, I really, truly appreciate you coming and talking with us today. Yeah, definitely. This has been lots of fun. Like yeah. I said, we may have to do a follow-up. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> I mean, because we really, we talked a little bit about self-care, but we could do one like just totally on self-care yes, and how to do that. What is it? What is it? What does it look like? All right. Well, let's, we'll, we'll put that on the docket for, mm-hmm. for something to do a little bit <laughs> later on, but I do appreciate it, Ren. Thank you so much um, for coming and talking to us today. And um, just for everybody, if you ever do get to that point where you are a little burnt out and you need um, some time, it's, a, it's totally okay to just take some time for yourself in whatever way that looks like, whether it's reading a book, going for a walk, <laughs> going to work out, going to get a massage, whatever it may be. Um, do whatever it is you need to do so that you can be refreshed and regroup and you can be around, be better for those that are around you. Mm-hmm. So, well, well oh, thank yeah. you, Ren. Is yeah. there anything that you would like to, to finish off and conclude with it? Um, no, if you all, if you guys ever have any questions, um, consultations with me are always free. Yes. I do them over the phone. I mean, that's just part of a service I provide. Um, so if you ever have any questions about skincare, self-care, um, what products you're using, am mm-hmm. I using the right thing? Um, please call me and let me know. Um, just remember just, you know, to, to treat yourself like you're not just, your body's not a car you're driving around. Right. If I, if I can give you any advice, just, just be, wake up every day and say, you know, just, just touch your shoulders or just thank your body and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and say, thank you. Thank you for getting me up out of bed, yeah. and, you know? Um, and to treat it right with, you know, spa services, or if that's getting your nails done and getting your steps in, yes. whatever that may be, just thank your body every day and, and just don't be so hard on yourself. And, 
Um, your hairstylist, your massage therapist, your estheticians, there's so many awesome places in town for you to go to that will help you facilitate your self-care and um, myself included, call me. Um, even if you've never had a service like that before, um, if you have questions, you don't even know what it is, you're not sure if you would like it, just call us, reach out yeah. to us. We do it every day. We can answer any question for you. And we're going to put your information on the the meeting, I mean, all the meeting, on the episode notes. So if anybody ever has any questions for Ren or wants to know how they can get in touch with her or anything like that, um, everything is on the episode notes. So you are more than welcome to take her information and um, get in touch with her if you need her for anything. But Ren, I truly, truly appreciate it. It's yeah, been lots of fun. Thank you. That right. was awesome. It was an honor. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a wonderful week, and we will see you on the next episode of Perry Plugged In. This podcast was brought to you by Wendy Johnson, Country Financial. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of our community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Wendy Johnson, today at 478-333-2364 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like.